Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Luke, Gary and Matt. Talking telly on the Custard TV podcast. The Custard TV podcast. This is the first podcast we've done for a while. And we thank you very much for bearing uh, with us. Um, because we've not done one in a while, it's probably best that I remind you. I'm Luke, editor and runnerist of the com, And the other two people who I do the podcast with, it's Matt. Hello. Well, and there's there Gary as well there. Uh, good evening, listeners. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah. Episode 51. Did, did the police drop the charges then, Luke? Yeah? They did. Well, well I've got, it's, it's an important week this week for me. It's, uh, it's Friday as we record this. And yesterday, I had a wee at ITV. As I said, Just the police that... have dropped the charges. <laughs> Just let that sink in for oh, a minute. Oh, like a, 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 content, a computer game? A Wii? No, no, no like the toilet ablution. Okay. I had a Wii Don't go any at further. ITV. Don't go any okay, oh. I've gone to BBC One. I had a Wii at ITV. Mm. Now all I have to do is sit on the floor at Channel 4 and keep alive at Channel 5. That's my two goals. What, what are you going to do with Dave Jalvoo? Have a poo. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes in and we've already done wheeze and poos. Well, <laughs> it's, good, it's good to get them out of the way though, isn't it? Literally. It's not good to hold it in. Okay, so this is what we do on the podcast. We talk about where we wee and then we talk about the best on best and the worst on the box. And we also discuss uh, what's coming, what's happened, and because we've been away for a while, there's quite a lot to cover. News, reviews, and previews. Um, starting with the news, um, which is at the top of the script that I have here. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire is to be axed, or not axed, but to end you hate after that, 15 you years. Hate I do hate that, but it, I'm a new me. I'm ITV we me now, so it's different. Um, who wants to be in there is to end after 15 years on ITV. I think it's probably just about the I right think time. I think had, to be yeah, honest. I, thought, I, I kind of thought it already had ended in the sense that... I think they're just doing specials, specials weren't they? Yeah. And it's also, that I know, last time I'd seen it, you know the old traditional three lifelines, they had like four other lifelines they could play with. What they did, because they, they scrapped the um, plebe- plebeian one all together, did celebrity specials, then brought that back in a new format where they only had like 30 seconds to answer each question and then they brought in yeah. a fourth 
lifeline after you've got up to 50,000 or something like that, you could switch. Not that Matt's ever seen it. No. Okay. It was groundbreaking at its time, yeah. but I think I think it's we've moved on. I mean that and uh, weakest link. Well, it used to get sold all yeah. around the world. I but... mean, Millionaire was like a massive Saturday night thing when it started. Oh, it was right. like yeah, it was sort of pre X Factor. It was appointment viewing at the it start. Was, it, was right. the, it was the big Saturday night thing. You know, it got it millions and millions of. Viewing. I mean, when I was growing up, there was uh, Beat the Family. Which was which was on a when Saturday night. When you were growing up, so it's just sort of. So when you when you were young, you got beaten by your family. Is that? I'm glad the podcast is a forum for you to admit that to uh, people that listen. Um, so that is coming to an end. However, the Great British Bake Off is just continuing to do well, so well in fact that it's no longer good enough for BBC Two. BBC One have snapped it up. Um, my only concern about this is Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock is where this normally sits. It does really well for BBC Two. Mm. And BBC One, if it moves to BBC One, Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock will be sort of Holby City. Not that I watch Holby City, but I know that's where Holby is. Where could Great British Bake Off sit? Tuesdays at 8 o'clock and shift Holby. You don't have, Holby doesn't happen. have to be beholden to Tuesday night. Do you reckon they might, and I know you'd hate this, Luke, do you reckon they might put it on at nine like they do in MasterChef sometimes? No, I think it's too late. I would hate that, because I think Bake Off yeah. is family thing, and I don't think nine o'clock... Probably, is maybe, maybe on a on a Wednesday or Thursday. What day's Watchdog on? Thursdays, maybe? Wednesday or yeah. Thursday, yeah. yeah. Well, you I'll have a word. You've got to think of what time word. of year it is as well. They Thur- could easily th- move Yeah, Holbrook. no, Thursday's Waterloo Road, isn't it? So it would be Wednesday. Maybe Wednesday. Mm. Okay. Because they have that um, hour-long one show on a Wednesday, don't they? So it would make sense if they then had an hour of Bake Off and then went into whatever they had on, like, you know, a drama or whatever. Mm. BBC One, that's going to... We'll, we'll keep you abreast of the situation as and when we know, but it's going to be a while off yet. Having this series only just finished not that long ago. Um, so that's moving to BBC One. BBC Four's flagship game show, Only Connect, however, that's moving as well. There's so much moving going on. That's moving from BBC Four to BBC Two. This is a good move. Yeah. I think a lot more people need to see Only Connect, and I'm glad yeah. that it's they, moving. They did some specials recently on BBC Two. Uh, at the end of the last yeah. series, they had some of the And they, they did, again, yeah. phenomenally well in the ratings for a quiz show. I think they did some repeats, didn't they? They repeated some specials that they yeah. previously show and to see how, you know, how people took to it and stuff. It gets anyway. a, lot of, a lot of love on Twitter. Yeah. Um, this makes my blood boil, so we're only going to talk about this for the time it takes for that vein in the top of my head to get bigger and <laughs> so bigger. So we're done. We're done already. <laughs> uh, the BBC have announced a gymnastics-based game show but with a twist, this has got celebrities on it. Oh. Uh, it's going to be called Let's Get Ready to Tumble. Oh, come on, De- that's, a, a that's a good name, I have to say. No, Anton Decker already suing. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's um, going to be on BBC One. Lewis Smith and Beth Tweddle are apparently involved as trainers. Could this be the new splash? Do we care? Will somebody break a neck on this? Well, it's probably it's probably happened on Dancing on Ice a couple of times, although not live on the show. I think Keith Chegwin breaks his I rem- neck. I remember that, when so... David Seaman used to injure his partners back in the in yeah. the early days of Dancing on Ice. Should it not oh, be called injured feeling... by Seaman? What about oh. the uh, the title Feeling Horse? Though that's what I would have called it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a new documentary on BBC Four. <laughs> that is. 
Okay, so that's coming to BBC One. Uh, uh, Davina McCall is also uh, going to be hosting a new show on Channel 4 for the uh, Winter Olympics called The Jump. That is literally all what? we know about that. At this what about lowering the bars? Stop it, Matt. <laughs> about the this is why death. I didn't want to do it for three weeks. Um, more I've just been building news. these puns up, you know. Every week we're off, I've got a pad of them in front of me. You're like Rapunzel. You really are. You're just, <laughs> let down your jokes, Matt. Um, more, um, more, ca- more axing news. Uh, broadcast have apparently released news that I love my country in that puppet game show. Uh, BBC One's tester shows for Saturday night recently. They are to end. Let's just have a minute to wonder why they ever happened in the first place. I know you like that puppet game I, show. But okay, let me just clarify on this. That puppet game show I thought was a good family entertainment show. I love my country. I'm not quite sure who that was for, but that puppet game show, I think kids would have liked it. I think both of these suffered because they kept being moved around the schedules. That puppet game show didn't even get all of its episodes aired. I think there's still one episode that they've never aired. Just like this this podcast, really. Um, And um, I Love My Country, you know, was a bit rubbish. That puppet game show, I thought, was, was, was what it was. And I think families enjoyed it from what I read. But yeah, it just I don't think the BBC once the ratings started to slide, they just said, you know, we'll just put uh, point the celebrities back on and just move these on till about half three in the afternoon. I think I think that um, puppet game show's problem was being was being paired with I Love My Country. Mm. I think it dragged it down because I think you're right. The puppet show had some had some some good points and could have been kept. Well, Puppet was the lead in there, wasn't it? But it was yeah, on. But... I think it was on too early as well. I think it started and it was on about half past five. And I think if it had been put on at about seven, then I think it might have done a bit better. Maybe. Don't worry, listeners. I am aware. Matt has had like a two-minute conversation about Muppets. Um, okay. Um, Glee is also. It was announced to end in the next series. We don't need to discuss that, really. We don't talk that much, but it's it's worthy of a mention because it I was. I suppose a it was inevitable show. after Corey Monteith's untimely death. Mm. Yeah, always good to get death involved in the yeah. podcast. There, bring the mood up. Uh, as far as things coming back, though, BBC One's Atlantis, which is done really surprisingly well on a Saturday evening alongside the X Factor, or sorry, up against the X Factor, that's coming back no for a second series. There, though, really, as is BBC Two's. Birmingham-based gangster drama, Peaky Blinders, which I will hold my hand up and say, I have not seen no. virtually any of Peaky Blinders. And I'm going to break out my catchphrase. I saw the first one. <laughs> but you, you did say to me recently that it would be something I, that if if you to, had the time and if TV stopped, you'd yeah. go back. Yeah, I, w- I, I am going to make an attempt to go back and watch it because... I have to say, and I think I read somewhere someone said it got better as it went on as well. It sort of Some, somebody said to me there. that this was like that, that, you know when you didn't know anything about the hour when we first watched it and how much we loved that. That this was kind of like the new version. That if you you could watch it and just be mesmerised by actually how good it was and how little well, I, the BBC really pushed it. I mean, I thought that it had American money in it, and it didn't. I thought there no, was no American act. Well. Cillian yeah. Murphy's Irish, but he yeah. works in America. And, and Sam Neill, but I thought that stylistically it looks like an American cable show. Mm. And I thought it had American money. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of comparisons to Boardwalk mm. Empire. Yeah, really, definitely. Well, I used the I bro- think it, uh, Broad Street Empire, I said, and you didn't get that gag, so we sort of no, dropped that. No, bless yeah, him. On, yeah. I think uh, it's quite exciting and interesting and brave 
that BBC Two are recommissioning this. I think it's good. I think it's a good move. I think why invest so much money in drama if you're only going to show it for one series? Um, but it does beg the question, this is what they did with the hour, and we all know what happened to that. I am tempted to go out and get the Peaky Blinders DVD and, and watch it and see what I think. No, I may well do that. Or Gary will buy it me for Christmas. There's always that. Yeah. Uh, John Bishop, comedian and Liverpoolian, is to host the Rod Raw Variety Show this year. First time um, you'll need to have subtitles per turned on. <laughs> you southerner. Yeah. Uh, Julia McKenzie, Joanna Lumley, Rob Bryden, Miranda Hart and David <laughs> Williams are to start in his his own book. Um, it's called Gangster Granny. It'll be on at Christmas and... I really enjoyed Mr. Stink mm. last Christmas. I just thought so, I'd put that last name on there to hear that noise from Gary. Uh, let me just... Let's do it again, actually. I'm just going to spend a couple of minutes in case somebody missed it. Uh, Miranda Hart. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that'll be on at Christmas. Also, we know, I think we mentioned a while back, uh, BBC One also, still open all hours, is going to star David Jason, and that will also be on over Christmas. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot... Christmas schedules slowly yeah, starting. Well, there's quite a lot, hasn't it. there, that's sort of been announced. I'm sure when the full listings have come out, we'll do a, a round-up. Yeah. When we get the um, Christmas Radio Times, that'll be a good one to have. Oh, yeah, that'll be a good one, yeah. Rose Leslie of Game of Thrones. Ian... M- I'm going to screw that up, Ian aren't I? Thank you, of Star Wars. And Tom Burke of The Hour are to join Series 2 of Utopia, which has just started filming, and that is very exciting about. In an undisclosed Yorkshire location. <laughs> yeah. So we know. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm sort of excited to see where this could go. And again, very so brave. Gary, have you and... watched the first series yet? No! Thanks for mentioning it's, that one, Nat. Nat, it's on telly. Of course he's not going to have seen it. Well, it hasn't been on telly for, like, nine months now, yeah. Um, I do still so have the, it. I, it's still on my on my hard drive. I do intend to watch it. But uh, can, you, can you access your hard drive now, as we sit here? Yeah, hold on. Well, how full is it? Because it must be quite full of stuff. Well, I've got two hard drives, you see, because I've got... Well, I've just fallen off my chair. Uh, I've got... Um, <laughs> I've done a Bruno Tagnoli. No, you've um, done a Miranda. <laughs> no, no. That's what I call a fool. I've not seen that, so I can't tell. I've got a DVD hard drive and an actual uh, DVD, a hard drive of um, off the telly. And this is becoming so, a bit too much like the gadget show now. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. turning a bit. All I want to know On is the, the hard percentage. drive is Utopia's episode three to six, because I've got the first two somewhere else. Uh, Jack Taylor... Uh, the rest of Arna Dahl that I never watched. Oh my god! Uh, the Fool, because I want to put it on DVD and keep it. Uh, <laughs> you can buy it! Yeah, I know, but well, that's, that's money that I don't have to spend if I do yeah. that. Uh, uh, and, um, and that US TV programme that me and Matt liked last year, because I really wanted to go back and watch it at some point, but still haven't. What was that? Cold. The one that celebrates the um, Alan Yentob one celebrating American television through the decade. Oh, I see. I thought it was a US The series. United States of television. Yeah. Yeah. On my, on so my that... other hard drive, I've got loads oh, of God. stuff. <laughs> oh, I can't stop there. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Morph. Morph is to be... Um, is gonna, we're going to kickstart, or we're not going to kickstart a fund, but Morph has uh, got a campaign to get funded. I'm sort of interested to see how that goes. Um, it's good I don't fun, know how. We should it's... start a kickstart fund to bring back a show. I don't know what. Show. Yeah. We should um, ask. Um, I think we should ask the our our, our listeners. I think. Yeah. What show should we start? A ki- I, I, I think. Um, I vote. For I what, think. Uh, what was the one with Pat Sharp and the Twins? <laughs> what else? 
Funhouse. Bring back Funhouse yeah. with Pat Sharp. You haven't seen Father Ted for ages either. I reckon There's a was... reason for that. <laughs> Uh, Doctor Who's 50th weekend BBC 3 are going to show some shows uh, A 75 minute special On BBC 1 uh, Culminates the whole 50th anniversary On the 21st of November Billy Piper's back, Joanna Page is in it David Tennant, Matt Smith And uh, John Hurt All involved Daleks. in the highly Tom Baker, and the Dalek. is he in it? No. I don't think he is They've Unless all been doing, doing interviews voiceover. Tom Baker's no. been interviewed I think they, they've been going around They've been doing around. a thing yeah. on uh, Is it G-O-L-D They've been doing a thing on Yeah G-O-L-D So Watch You're right Watch have been showing Classic old episodes yeah. And of course the old The episodes that were recently Refound of Patrick Troughton era Are available on iTunes and I, Watched I have, it No I've watched, treated myself to them But I haven't watched them yet They've done a thing called The Doctors Revisited Haven't they Where they've done yeah. a, An episode about each Doctor oh, Okay. I apologise for the nerds on the podcast, but that will be on the 21st of November. Um, news, reviews and previews. We've done news, that means we move to reviews. Okay, just, I'm going to, well no, I'm not going to break the oh, script, because it's, it's on the script. Um, I, a couple of weeks ago, I did put a question out to our Facebook group, and I think... Because they've answered, and because we're... They know, were more loyal to us yes, than we, than we were. were yeah. Let's be honest. Um, and actually, while we have uh, been talking, we have had our latest uh, like, so I would like to... Uh, shall I do a shout-out to... Do a shout-out! Shout-out to Rebecca Winch, who is our... 60- Not the Rebecca Winch! Who is our 69th likey on, on the... Uh, what do we know about Rebecca? Does she like um, dogs? I, I, I shall tell you now, uh, Rebecca Winch. She likes wine. I can tell you that because she's got a, a glass of wine in her, her Facebook profile. That's right. all I can tell you at the moment because it was okay. Well, that's it, that's the sort of in-depth reporting get in you touch, get on Rebecca, this podcast. Get in touch on the Facebook. Yeah. Tell us what you what you I'm like gonna go, to watch. I'm going to go and friend. I'm going to go and friend request her. Okay, you <laughs> that well, sounds well, terrifying. Well, Gary young women. Uh, <laughs> that people, is terrifying. Well, p- people who are already on our. Um, on our Facebook group, uh, did, you Tim... that, did, you, did you know that the twenty-five to thirty-four-year-old group is the most popular age group on our likes? So you're not, yeah, I'm some... not going to make a comment about Gary, but anyway, um, Tim Kelly has been in touch. Uh, who says, and he's a friend of yours, I think, Luke, isn't he, Tim Kelly? He is, although it still counts. Um, edu- <laughs> educating Yorkshire, Atlantis, and Marvel's Agents of Shield. Um, Caroline Keane has said the wrong man's uh, Dave Gorman's modern life is goodish on uh, on Dave that was uh, ambassadors and the Bake Off. James Green has said um, misfits, The Walking Dead, Louis and Veep. Uh, Justin Kelly has said, uh, I wonder if that's Tim's relation. Has said Veep, Homeland, Mount Pleasant, and funny funnily enough, I also love this week. So that's the right. political show, I'm guessing, with... Uh, oh, right, yeah. Yeah, and also some more on here. Um, Jay has said The Return of the Paradise and Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Joe has said Misfits. Um, and Hannah has said The End of Educating Yorkshire, which we will talk about now. And also Gogglebox, which is basically what we do on this podcast, talk about TV. Yeah, except except we're not, you know, as aggressive as some people on I've never seen that show, I have to say. You'd love it. And we okay. don't get on telly. No. Uh, well, there's a reason for that, Gary. Okay. Uh, okay, they would have, but I really... Then with uh, two, oh, two, three shows, two that have been mentioned in that uh, in that little side there. The Great British Bake Off finale with, 
a lot of sort of uh, bile going in online uh, sort of comments about certainly about Ruby who yeah. caused about a bit of a stir just I, I don't like because the, the Great British Bake Off and we all said this it, we liked it because it was so pleasant and just sort of ins- inserting this air of unpleasantness into it and I know it, it, it you know and the Raymond Blanc started chiping in and and all this and it's just at the end of the day to show about cake and that's what yeah. it should be and uh, we should say, uh, look away now if you haven't seen a programme that was on about two and a half weeks ago. Um, Francis won. Oh, can I can I just say about that? Yeah. I was very quite surprised. It seemed to me... You were very quite surprised. Well, no, I was, I was very quite surprised. <laughs> so which were you? <laughs> very surprised. It seemed to me that the reasons that they gave for Francis winning was how well she performed in the final challenge. Yeah. Whereas... I would have thought, if you have people around for ten weeks, you would judge them on the ten weeks, not how they did in one final last challenge. So who I would you have wanted probably... to win, Gary? Well, I, I think, if anything, I, I, I think one of the other two were more deserving over the ten weeks. I wouldn't have minded it either of those had won. I would not have say for Francis Kimberly. wasn't good, but she wasn't the top person yeah. throughout and the I, whole I, ten weeks. And I've said this to Luke, and this was my theory, because it's the British Bake Off, and it's very British to give it to the underdog, and I think similarly, they did that last year where there was uh, Brendan, who was this older gentleman, who, who was consistent throughout, a bit like Kimberly was this year, and then yeah. there, there was, I think his name was James... The Scottish bloke who was doing all these sort of inventive bakes and stuff and, and looked like he could have been like the trendy winner, but he really sort of messed up on his last, on the final, so they gave it to the other guy. And I reckon. But I, and, I, I, I understand and again, the idea. Celebrating the underdog is what, you know, what we do in Britain, and that, that seems to have happened the last two years that they've given it to the person I, who I, hasn't been the most consistent, but has sort of pulled it out of the bag yeah. in the last minute. I know we want to move on, so just very quickly, I do understand that idea, and I do, I've watched reality shows for a while now to know that they try and pick someone who's been on a journey, you know, ups and downs, but I just think, I don't know, I just, it wasn't who I would have chosen, but I'm not a cake expert. Uh, oh, how would, hey. Really? I mean, no, you just said, uh, I'm not a cake expert. And then I, I said afterwards, before you cut me off, oh yes, hold on, I am. Okay. All right, okay. Oh, well, I think Howard was robbed, basically. Uh, anything else, Luke, to add on that one? No, I just I'm just glad that I stuck with it. I really enjoyed the Bake Off, and I did have preconceived ideas that it might get a bit repetitive. It didn't, and I just hope that when it moves to BBC One, they don't change anything about it. Luke, Luke, as you and I had watched the, this for the first time, will we both be watching next year? I I will. Yes, yes, I will. Except I'll still record it because I still don't enjoy the history side of things. Okay, maybe they'll get rid of that and replace it with something with Matt Baker, because he seems to be on everything, or Chris Holland. And he's got Baker in his name. Yeah, exactly. The Fun great cotton. Baker. Uh, okay. Uh, moving on now to a programme we've all enjoyed, and have we all watched this final episode? I'm talking to you here, man, Gary. Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, the Wrong Man's came to an end, uh, I believe it was last week, now, last Tuesday. Um, really, I think I have to say, one... Probably the best comedy of the year for me. The best um, surprise show of the year. To, in the to say it's the best comedy of the year is to mm. sort of is to sort of do it unfair. Yeah, service. Really, because although there is a program also that's come back this week that that might challenge it. I don't know. We've mm. had a couple of our favourite comedies are sneaking in at the end of the year this year. I think. Uh, mm. But yeah, the wrong mm. ones. 
Um, I thought it wrapped it up very well. And in our interview, if you haven't uh, listened to it yet, with um, Jim Field Smith, was that the director's name? Well done, Matthew. Yeah. Um, it's a good thing Gary didn't do that interview with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten his name. Uh, he's, Gary doesn't forget his own name. He, he says. Yeah. Tam, whatever your name is. <laughs> Northern bloke. Um, the, the last episode wouldn't be that funny, but I really laughed a lot throughout it. I love the gag about the Nokia mobile phone. Oh, I love yeah. The, the pay-as-you-go gag, the thing where they ended up on the go-kart track. Um, it, the, bit it, I think he, it... the bit where he revealed he was wearing a bulletproof vest. All that. I wish you'd told me that before. i tell you what I found that I liked, and it probably just tells me the sort of comedy I like. The bits of dialogue were just really funny. My favourite yeah. bit of the whole episode was when James Corden runs in and saves him and so out of breath and he just says yeah. a line that made me laugh. It was just, I don't know why I just didn't drive all the way. Yeah, yeah. It was such a funny line. Yeah. I don't know why it made me laugh so much. I was... still, I, I, it's, the one, it's the little bits of each show. I think going back to the first episode where they were running through the hospital with the wrong bed bit where he said was it stop telling people you know he said something about in the third or fourth episode stop put stop team putting people doing the recovery position yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there were just you memorable bits throughout yeah. each episode yeah that i just loved yeah and um, as well what i would say i i really like this because this was the comedy that you had to have watched every episode it didn't just hit the restart button it had a plot yeah and it followed it through and you and can't those cartoons say that. at the end those cartoons yeah. at the end were fantastic yeah. And he also talks about that on the interview. If you haven't listened to it yet, go back and... Uh, it's, it is a really good interview, and it features me and Matt. Yeah. So. Mainly you. <laughs> I don't get to do the interviews. I'm lower class around here. Well, lower you're, class you're than the... me? Well, that's true, yeah. Yeah, he's northern. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, hold on, hold on. Have a job, that's it. <laughs> I bought a job, thank you. Yeah, um, that Smith would yeah, fall I apart. We don't hear any stamping going on in the background. <laughs> you never give us any advice about good postage prices. <laughs> there aren't any good postage prices. But you never I'm say hoping that, he's going to say. I'm hoping your job will come into its own over Christmas. Okay, moving on now to um, a, a final of a show uh, me and Luke have enjoyed. And again, there's an interview about this on the website. We've done a lot of interviews recently. Yeah, we're um, good, aren't we? We are good. Uh, Education <laughs> Yorkshire came to an end. And I have to say, there's been a clip uh, circulating the last episode, which was just... I mean, we were Phenomenal. both in bits, weren't we? We didn't watch it together. I really was. I, I, no, I'd have I been holding your hand if we I, watched I, it together. I, on that Thursday, I think I was, I'd was. gone to another screening. Um, we're so good. Uh, and I, I'd, I'd come back on the train, and I'd seen on Facebook, everyone was like, I've been crying over the Educating Yorkshire file. I was like... Okay, what happened in it? And and I watched it. And even though I'd had all that forewarning, this is obviously the episode with. Um, now you're gonna help me, have to help me out on the net. Is it Mush Mushra Mushra? Mushra, yeah, Mushra. or Musharat might have been. Musharat, um, the the boy who'd who'd had a stammer, had had sort of had problems all the way through school with bullying and stuff. And Mr. Burton, the sort of zany head of English, was tr- desperately trying to get him through his. Um, oral um, English is uh, speaking and listening part of his GCSE and in the end he, he got the idea from the King's Speech of having him listen to music and, the, and there's a scene right at the end of, of the Educating Yorkshire final where it's like the leavers their last day before they go you know they leave school forever and he, he does a speech and I think 
you would have, a, have to have a heart of stone, wouldn't you, Luke, not to break down I, in tears. I mean, I was ill, but still, <laughs> I, I bawled like you wouldn't believe. Everybody on the show was bawling. I looked over mm. at my mum, who I watched it with. She was bawling, oh, I Gary, was bawling. Gary, I think if you were just going to watch one episode, watch that last watch episode. Watch that one. Okay. I did, I, I did watch other episodes, but I have to admit, I didn't what, watch what did you, what was? What have you enjoyed then? Because we haven't really talked to you about educating Yorkshire. Have you enjoyed well, I, it? I only watched the first two. I think, mm. I think purely because there was so the much one. on and you guys were watching it. And, you know, sometimes in this podcast, we have to kind of like let one it's person... It got going around four or five, didn't it? They were really <laughs> yeah, the ones you didn't see were yeah, great. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I, I, I really enjoyed what I saw, but having never watched Educating Essex, I had no idea what the format is and my only concern about it was oh, it's going to be sort of stories about different people there, and it was but there were similar familiar characters in each episode yeah but yeah. as i as i was watching it kind of like not when it was on on on, on sort of catch up i did kind of forget what had happened before yeah so but I, that, I thoroughly enjoyed the show and could see why it was very likable but just you know, last said, yeah Sorry, go on. No, it just didn't totally appeal to me. No, I can understand that. But I think because of the line of work that you're sort of in as well, you know, sometimes dealing with kids and stuff like that, that last episode, you know, with, with sort of problems like that, maybe that last episode might appeal to you. Yeah. Um, and also, actually, that last episode uh, beats uh, both ITV and BBC One in in the ratings that night. It was the, oh, I think, that's, the high, that's really good. Truckers and Breathless it beat on a nine mm. o'clock. Neither show that's had a particularly sort of rapturous, rapturous welcome, but no, it's um, stated on both. I it? think Educating Yorkshire actually it climbed in the ratings, and I think the last episode got something like three million, which was which was brilliant. For even that. And managed, just, and even just quit- managed to even managed to push um, revenge, not revenge. Um, oh, Gary does it again. What's the one on more four on a Thursday? Scandal push scandal okay. to ten o'clock. Okay, uh, and just very quickly on um, Educating Yorkshire, the Christmas special is going to be on. I'm not quite sure yet when this will be, but this will be sort of... Oh, it will be Christmas. Yeah, 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 but I'm not sure of the actual date. Uh, but I'm a little bit concerned because the, 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 the tiny thing we know about it is it's 90 minutes, yeah. which we think good. But then it's also just sort of recapping. Yeah, it's going to be a highlight. Isn't it? It's going to be a highlight and also a sort of um, what's happened since sort of thing, isn't it? So yeah, okay. I'm, I, I'm looking forward to it, but yeah. Are we going to bother doing X Factor and Strictly? Well, I'm just going to do a very quick, very quick okay. recap because we haven't been talked about X Factor live shows. We haven't actually talked about them no. since live shows. Uh, so do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal.
We should do that. And the, li- the live shows came back. The first two weeks, they have done these rush... What do they call them? Rush votes. Flash, flash votes. votes. Flash they, votes. You know that because the song goes, Flash! Ah. The, first, the first three weeks they were. Oh, they scrapped weeks, it. This is for week four this week. And as right. someone said, I think it was on Digital Spy, it will be... Uh, uh, put to the vault of Simon Cowell ideas with um, food, glorious food, and uh, grease is, is the word. Yeah. Oh, but the flash the vote word. basically Jeez. was just a way of speeding up the vote Jeez, process. Jeez, I forgot about that. So the, um, the, the, the flash vote was basically, they gave them eight minutes or something, or ten minutes, to do, <laughs> to do a vote. And it, 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 just, it was very false, because it basically was just who was watching the show at that time. Yeah. And... Um, it, it culminated in, 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 you know, some, some reasonably good acts having to go because of the way that they really? did it put in the bottom two. Really? Uh, that Shelley Smith? Yeah. <laughs> well, I said some, I didn't say all. No, uh, I mean, the, the girls that were in the bottom two were there because of the, the Sunday vote. They didn't get well, that's no right, yeah, to say some of the really recent ones. England I have to say, vote. I'm getting X Factor fatigue. I'm beginning not to care about these people. It is a uh, very boring year, I would say. And I know, Luke, you, you mentioned that there, after Shelley obviously left, who was sort of the joke act, that there wasn't a joke act this year. There wasn't a sort of... There is now, though, isn't there? Who? Sam Callahan. Yes. Yeah, me. yeah, to an extent. But what I would say is, I mean, like last year, for example, when we had Rylan, he was a crap singer, but we, we looked forward to him in a sort of sadistic sort of way, didn't we? Do you not say? The opinions of Matt are not the same opinions no. of the entire... No, okay, but what I'm podcast. saying is... You wanted to know what he was going to do yeah, next, exactly, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah, I, can, I, can I see don't that. think there's that this year. There's not that... You know, you looked forward to it sort of... You know, his banter with Gary and stuff like that. And there's not... Yeah. They're all very sort of safe singers. There's no one who's sort of exciting or... You know, who feels that And, and very quickly, I suppose what we ought to say is that the big news amongst the judges is that they could all be gone next year, or Louis Walsh is the only one that's coming back. It's not After quite. After saying clear. he's leaving. Yeah. So Gary's going. Things. We yeah. think he'll be replaced by Simon Cowell for the for the next series. Um, Nicole will probably be replaced by an American. And I Sharon suppose we should just say as well, Nicole Scherzinger was the most annoying thing about the most recent episode of. Um, What's that? The. Mo- she, Nicole Scherzinger was the most annoying thing about the most. Well, there were a lot of rumours about the fact that perhaps she was drunk on Saturday night, which ITV went out of their way to say she was not. But she was acting very strange. And Sharon is drinking gin out of her teacup, and that's quite well known apparently in TV circles. So wow. probably has to to keep your mood. Poor old. I mean, uh, I've got gin now, but it doesn't affect my performance. No. You're drunk. My performance is fine. Very, very quickly to move on to Strictly Come Dancing. Um, it's a good year. There's some very good dancers this uh, week. Like Riley left, who what did he <laughs> Matt made a northern noise. What then. I would say, and and this goes with X Factor as well, is that the the two girls who ended up in the bottom two, very pretty, thin, long girls, with Tamira as well, and the X Factor ending up in the bottom. Yeah, you can sort of see who the vote, who where the votes are going, and and the last two weeks. We have la- lost dancers who were at least quite competent. In I mean, Deborah Mead and I quite liked, and you could see she was enjoying it, and you could see yeah. that you know she was getting better every week, and there was that progression. And the same with Rachel Riley. And I think that a lot of people have been complaining that they need to change the way the scoring's done, and the fact that Dave's still in there as well. And I don't think we but, need. 
again, I mean, that's, that's... I mean, Mark, you've got Mark Benton still in there, and he's sort of doing that comedy thing that Dave does, but he's doing it with actual dance in there as well, and he can actually dance a bit. Well, indeed. Just to quickly recap as well, um, Bruce Forsyth is taking the week off this week, so we have the lovely Claudia Winkleman. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, she's not. She's awful. No, she's fantastic. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> I, listeners, I have no strong views on Claudia Winkleman either way. <laughs> okay. She, she at one Good, point, we're so balanced down here. Yeah. <laughs> like the BBC. Indeed. Right, moving on very quickly to other shows that are not inside this either genre of reality or finales. Um, the um, US, Yuri, sorry, UK remake of The Bridge, which in this country is called The Tunnel, started on Sky Atlantic about three weeks ago. Um, I've watched the first episode. It is very good. It's very different to The Bridge in the sense really? that it's... A, well, on, only in the sense that they could have just replicated the exact same thing but in a tunnel, but they have made good subtle differences. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, I, I disagree with that because I also watched the first one, surprisingly. Um, and I would no. say... I, I think... Um, I, I, I found a lot of similarities with it. The only difference for me was the sort of... The, the sort of things the British think about the French, the French think about the British. In terms of the nationalities, they did that quite well. Oh, but a lot of the that's, plots, that's, yeah, that's that's what that's what steps it out from the American remake of The Bridge, which is literally a shot-for-shot remake of the first episode. Which I haven't I've seen. seen. Yeah, which which is terrible because it just literally, and then and then it does have a bit of American Mexican anti-words, but it, it really, you know, it, it is just the same thing. At least by changing the location of the of the original scenes and how they do it, I think they've done a quite a good job in changing it. I Better think they've got American. the chemistry, yeah, I think, well, I haven't seen the American one, so that's maybe where our opinions are coming from, that I haven't seen the American remake as well. Um, I think they've got the chemistry right, though. Stephen Delane and Clements Posey have got a really good sort of chemistry, and they've got the, the performances down, and I think... They're different enough. Certainly, he's different enough to sort of, you know, for the remake. And I like the bit where he, he, you know, where he got off the ferry and he couldn't find the, yeah, you know, the and exit. He's going around around the roundabout. Yeah. We've all done that if we've been to Calais. So, uh, <laughs> anyway. um, Channel Four have brought back the third series of the incredibly popular and uh, well-renowned Homeland. Uh, the big thing in series three is that uh, Damien Lewis's character is missing. Um, and uh, uh, Carrie, uh, played by... Come on, Gary. Yeah. Come on, Gary, yeah. you can do it, you can do it. Blonde woman. With Claire Danes. Claire Danes. Really oh, honest. she was Juliet yeah. in Romeo and Juliet. Claire Danes. Yeah. Yes. Well done after we told you. <laughs> we both said it. <laughs> um, the main thing is, is that she is now back in the, the, the FBI, but, of course, has now been... Pl- partially blamed for the big explosion that CIA, happened. CIA, but CIA. <laughs> Pretty much the same. I you missed this. this I missed this. There's a lot going on at the moment. Um, um, I'm on, that's the main. Yeah, thing. Stuff, no, uh, so the, the big, the big thing is, is that the, the main boss Saul has kind of thrown her under the bus <laughs> and made her. Uh, the main scapegoat for the big. Uh, he threw her under a taxi, actually. But go on. So, uh, but, but I haven't watched more than two episodes, exactly. so, so Matt... And for, and for those who have seen more than two episodes, they will know that Damien Lewis is in episode three, um, yeah. but then ha- he's only in that one, so it's interesting, and there is a really good... I, I think, for me, it really kicks off in episode four. There's a good twist at the end of episode four, um, oh. and I have seen the episode that's going to be on this Sunday, and it is sort of now... I think they've really got the plot going, 
And um, the good thing about Homeland is, is it's only 13 episodes, isn't it? We're not looking at huge plot lines for two for 20 weeks. You are and looking. It's also the, been renewed, I believe, for a fourth series. Oh yeah, well I think that actually happened before the beginning of the third, didn't it? So, um, but that's very good. Moving on to uh, a show on BBC Two that started about two three weeks ago. In fact, I think it, the, the three weeks ago because the last one was on this week, uh, starring David Mitchell and Robert Webb called Ambassadors. Um, now this is kind of like a a smart comedy. This isn't a laugh out loud comedy. Um, based upon um, David Mitchell being the British ambassador to Tezbekistan, a, a made up. He's not actually the. <laughs> the you said it like it was based upon his experience. <laughs> oh, no, but he's, he's the ambassador in the yeah, show. His Robert Webb is his, his character. Yeah, Robert Webb. and Robert Webb is his right-hand man. And, 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 and I've really enjoyed this. I've thought there's very much a touch of um, the American Veep program that I love, where they're sort of lampooning the, the, the political world. Um, I love the, um, the, the, the shots where they have to go back and speak to Pod in England uh, on the Skype message. You know, which is um, uh, brilliant where they're getting told off from the UK of what they're doing wrong. Do uh, people really communicate via Skype, though? No. I don't know I don't whether I believe that. The, the thing that I love in that programme is... <laughs> really? ...is <laughs> Uzbekistan guys that are listening to every word they say. Yeah. That's, that's great. What, that's the, what, there's lovely humour touches in the episodes. What I will say, and I, I, when I first started watching it, me and Luke did have a conversation about it, and I, it did the, the tone... The sort of that first episode where they had the sort of jokey stuff where Keely Horse, who played Mitchell's wife, was, was arguing with the um, the the housekeeper about what how to make Eccles' case, and then the scene after that was someone who was sort of being tried for war, you know, tried for uh, trumped up crime and was going to be hung. I thought maybe the the the, the balance in tone, you know, didn't settle down mm. straight away. But I think the second episode with um. Tom Hollander as the awful royal, I yeah, thought was prince, was yeah. really really good, and this last episode as well had some had had some merit to it as the well. I think it, it was sort for me it sort of grew on me as it went on, and I I hope that it comes back because it di- it was something different. And for me, I think of the two, Robert Webb actually uh, surprised me. Oh more. yeah, actually, actually, he played the slightly more likable character. Yeah, yeah. he was Did almost like the straight man. Yeah. yeah. Luke, uh, to be fair, I, I didn't watch it. I was sort okay. of put off by the tone of the first one. Again, I'll go back. I've got time to go back, and I know and and I know that you're not the only ones to enjoy it. I've spoken to other people who have enjoyed it, and I'll give it a fair shot. And the good thing is, only three of them, short series. I think you can still probably watch a few of them on the iPlayer if you haven't seen them. Um, if you like smart political humour, then I think this is right up your alley. Do you think this will come back? Is this done well, I hope so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't know whether it's done well. It might be one of those things through word of mouth that... Um, that okay, the only thing that always worried me about these things, that when people want them to come back, is Mitchell and Webb are so busy mm, with other stuff. Yeah. Will well, they I, have the time to do this? One thing I will say about it, and this was just a thing I was thinking about, I think it's a little bit too long. I think this, it, this, it would be tighter, the stories would be tighter, if it was 45 minutes rather than I, now. I have to agree, the first one did drag a little bit. I think... You know, there's sort of this rule that, it has, that, you know, comedies, comedy drums, what have you, either have to be half an hour or one hour long. And I think Ambassadors is the case of 
somewhere where if it had been 45 minutes, I think it would have been the perfect length. Yeah, 45 because, minutes on Channel 4 with adverts mm. probably would have been... But because because of the the sort of, um, you know, where we are and everything, yeah, it has to be one or t'other. Um, 1.67... We don't say t'other enough t'other on the podcast. For a northerner. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think the first episode got 1.67 consolidated, so that's not, not that great, good, is no. it? No, I mean, not bad got... for BBC Two, though. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. moving on. Um, Thursday nights uh, a busy night for television, but a new program on Channel Four called Bedlam, uh, which we've been talking about because I've got a particular interest in this show. Uh, Bedlam. Gary broadcasts show... live from Bedlam every week. <laughs> I, 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 no, I haven't like, broadcast live from Bedlam, but I could do one night if you like. Uh, Bedlam is um, a, a, a program of four episodes by, made by the similar production group that do Twenty Four Hours and A and E, which I know is returning soon. Um, and focuses on the work of the South London and Maudsley uh, Hospital Trust, where I work, funnily enough. Um, so this has been particularly interesting for me. The first episode, which aired a week ago last Thursday, focused on anxiety and focused primarily on a young man who couldn't get off the toilet um, and was always fearing that he'd, he'd um, uh, crapped himself. How was he? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, how are you going to Yeah, no, I was suddenly thinking... <laughs> several I ways a, you could I go. beat button. But showed Did a lot we... of people who worked at, at the Bethlehem Hospital, which is where Bedlam uh, used to be called, and where at the building that I actually work in, or the, the area that I work in. It was very weird seeing people I know and places I go to every day uh, on your television screen. You know, the guy at the end, when he walked out and uh, walked past the bus stop, I'm like, that's my bus stop! You know, it was quite stupid. You're but, so um, easily pleased. The, fir- the first programme focused on anxiety. The fe- second programme that aired last night was based on crisis. And uh, Did you see this, Gary? Did I you see yeah. episode because I, episode I, I two. Know, I know most of the staff that work there. I know the doctor, uh, Dr. Martin Bagley, the other doctor, Jonathan, and uh, Darren Plant, the, the team leader there, I actually know and have spoken to. And I actually emailed Darren Plant today to say, oh, you look nice on telly last night. You know, just a bit of a well, joke. Well, episode two. looks nice. Well, yeah, just yeah. Kind of, a jokey kind of, you know. Yeah. Sort of you on telly. Episode but... two, though, was... I thought phenomenal. I didn't. I'll be honest. Episode one did very little for me. I sympathised with the, some of the situations, but I wasn't enthralled by it. Episode two, I was completely engaged in. I think everybody should see that episode. I yeah. was very moved by it. The, the, some of the stories were just fascinating, and I was really willing some people to do better and and, and get better if that's the correct yeah, phrase no, to it use. Is, yeah. Um, you know, I just, I think if you can, catch up with episode 2 of Bedlam on 4OD because it's, for me it's wind up, it's what Channel 4 should be doing. We yeah. mock them a lot for the for the, some of the awful things that they do, but this documentary making is phenomenal. Please watch it. The good news that I can say is that a lot of this work was done over the Christmas period of, uh, leading into this year. And- it is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And uh, I have spotted the odd camera crew back, so I think a second series is very imminent. Um, <laughs> that They're already talking about going into different areas of the trust. Um, I'm hoping that they want to do a piece on me, but, you know, that's just, just by... No, you're only a dinner lady. Wasn't that, yeah, wasn't that Kate Perry song? I only, I only mow the lawns at well, part of me, part of me. That's part but, but, of Piece of me was Britney Spears. Oh, yes. <laughs> do you want a piece of me? What, yeah. what was great was uh, I'd heard for years about this guy um, that was on the screen last night. What was his name? It wasn't Rupert, was it? What was the main... Yes, bit? it was. The big black guy. That, uh, was it? Rupert. I'd, Rupert. I'd heard about him earlier this year through a colleague about someone on Lambeth Triage who was quite violent and but yet was a real teddy bear and of course seeing him last night I was like oh that's Rupert you know it's like you'd heard you know um, when you work when you work at somewhere you hear yeah, about what Rupert Bear yeah well, bear. Mate, well, he was apparently I mean you saw some of how he just turned and he's he, some of it you know the, the staff loved him but also ate honestly him. Matt I think you should what, you, you guy would enjoy this train, sorry I mean. you would enjoy, Matt would I, I enjoy would, the second yeah, episode so you really I have, would I think again like I'm going to use Gary's old excuse if there's too much on um, okay. yeah, I, I, I have been out a lot of Thursdays recently at various screenings. You know, not this. my problem. Sending... Yes, well, it is. Well, it is. I think, I think that's something we should just just take a second to acknowledge. There is a lot of good stuff on at the moment, and some of it is all on the same night. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that does cause a problem. Can, can they part, start putting a few more things on Fridays, please? There's stuff all to watch on Fridays after um, after Have oh, I Got News for You and the Agents of Shield at the moment. Don't worry, Miranda will surely be back soon. Right, I'll okay. go. I'm going to take over here, subtly, because there's a, yeah. Um, oh, do you do that, Matt? Yes, okay. So, um, really good uh, new drama that has been on now. Two two or three have already aired. Uh, the Escape Artist, a new legal thriller starring David Tennant and Sophie Okanedo. Um, again, interview alert. Uh, Luke did an interview with, and you'll have to film it, David Wolf, Wollstonecroft, is that right? Well, Matt knows names. Wollstonecroft, is that the right yeah, name? Yeah. yeah, okay. We Whatever, knowing names aren't that important. Okay. Uh, <laughs> quickly then, uh, this uh, David Tennant plays a really um, you know, brilliant barrister, really well acclaimed. Uh, defends uh, a character played uh, a character played by Toby Kebbell, who is absolutely fantastic in this. Plays a real sort of um, sociopath, and basically he gets him off, but he doesn't shake his hand after he's won the case, and this leads to all manner of um, goings on and, and horrible things that happen to David Tennant and his family. And, and, his I, fam- and I have to say, I really enjoyed the first, certainly the first episode. I did not know where it was going at all. And no. it really surprised me when it, it started off like an episode of... I sort of don't and, want and to it, spoil and it then for people, it went really. completely, you know, you know, it went completely around the corner. And actually, I've been watching the third episode, and I would say the same about that as well. It surprised me and where it went. Um, I, I thought all the performances, top to bottom, from David Tennant. Toby Cabell, I think, is the standout in this for me. And even like Anton Lesser, Monica Dolan, as well as in the second episode. Where does Tony Gardner pop up? That's what I want to know. Two. Have you not seen Ep Two? Uh, no, I haven't seen. Oh, right. No, he I've plays the uh, rubbish barrister who's uh, the prose- who's with Anton Lesser as the prosecution for Tennant's okay. case. He plays a really sort of bookish 
awful barrister. Gary, have you watched this? I haven't been able to, uh, but again, it's on there, and I've heard so many good things about it that I, it's I do play. brilliant. Play. I'm going to try and watch all three back-to-back when they're finished. Okay, I think is what two, two uh, new Channel 4 sitcoms. Uh, one is Man Down, starring Greg Davis, uh, written and starring Greg Davis, uh, who plays the, a man who's down, as in he uh, is a bit fed up with his life. His girlfriend left him because he's a bit of a man-child. For some reason, they've let him be a teacher. Um, he's written and starred in this, and uh, there's the second series has been announced already, and uh, there's a Christmas special to come. I'll ask your opinions on both of these in a minute. Toast of London is Matt Berry. He's uh, written this alongside um, Father Ted's writer, uh, Arthur Matthews. Uh, this was already piloted last year, I believe, in the summer of it comedy, was, yeah. Funny Fortnight. Yeah. He plays yeah. a sort of audacious actor, um, Stephen Toast. And of the two, I would say this is, is the funnier of the two. And I just think this is a showcase for Matt Berry to do his loud voice. Uh, there's a lot of silly names. And I, I quite enjoyed this. I think this is definitely quite funny. Man Down, I didn't get, and I only watched the first one of. Thoughts on I would say, or? with the case of Toast of London, this is Channel 4 putting this in such an horrendous slot. Oh, so yeah, much yeah. so. So much so that Gary didn't even know what it no, was. No, I, I didn't even know what it was. I must have missed this one completely. Ten, was it 10.40 on But that's Sunday not your nights. fault. It's on 10.40, 22 to 11 on a Sunday night. There's a lot of people who won't I'm know what this was. Then. After, yeah. was it something I said? And they really could have, have swapped those two round. Which I've still yeah. been enjoying, by the way. Really? Well, if you've seen that to the end, you must have seen ads for Toast. Well, no, <laughs> watch that on catch-up. So. Oh, I see. All right, fair enough. But yeah, I enjoy this. It's not something that I'm gonna, you know, watch religiously. If it's on and I'm up, I will watch it. If I spot it on catch up, I will watch it. Um, Man down. Why this has got a second series, I don't know. I suppose they just want to champion Greg Davis as a face of Channel Four. Mm. What with the success in the in betweeners, but nobody has a very good word to say about this it doesn't do I anything for me i just didn't get it i didn't get it i have to say so no. when, it, when it started and i thought oh this will be a program about you know a man who's like a child trying to act like an adult and then it went a little bit surreal and it's like what was that um, channel Four comedy with a guy that did impressions oh the oh. mimic the mimic. the mimic this reminded That's... me of the mimic i couldn't understand why it was on and i didn't find it that funny the only funny bit i could see in it was the aid edmondson bit where he's rick he, he plays the father rick mail <laughs> so you knew where i was going he attacked him <laughs> in the first episode and i thought that was mildly humorous but then it didn't go Very dressed up as a tiger was... where it was like what yeah was i didn't get that yeah I'm, but but you see that was kind of abstract but then it nothing happened with it and yeah i watched the first episode and i thought yeah and I watched ten minutes of another episode last night where he was berating a traffic warden or a community officer or something from last week because it was on. And I, I, it, it wasn't funny, but I know you have to be very careful when you say things like that about comedy. And uh, a programme that is funnier than both of them, that me and Luke have both enjoyed and have finished uh, Monday night, was uh, the... Tuesday night, actually, but that's just... Sorry? Nitpick. It finished on oh, yeah, Tuesday night, It was on night, Monday actually. nights and got moved. Yeah, OK. <laughs> You take the story straight or something, you know, come on. Iceland, life in the freezer cabinet. Uh, I think Matt's gone, has he? Was he? Was he totally offended by that comment that I made? He might have been incredibly offended. Um, Was he speaking to Kerry Katona at any point? No, she wasn't in it as far as I'm aware. Fine. Um, But yeah, Iceland, life in the freezer cabinet, it's a 
It's a three-part documentary about the workings of Iceland, the supermarket. I kind of wondered why, but it was really well done. Sort of, I think the reason Matt and I enjoyed it was because it was very similar to the hotel. Can you hear me now? I yeah. guess. What are you, what uh, you in a Vodafone ad? No, no. You said you could. You said I'd gone. And well, yeah, because you, you gone, weren't we, contributing. We you. Oh, I don't know what happened then because I was still talking and you just yeah, said, "Mo, we can't probably, hear Matt." Oh, it was probably fascinating. Yeah. Um, uh, Iceland is a three-parter. Um, I, th- I was just saying. I think why we enjoy it is because it's very similar to the hotel. Very likable characters mm. on it. Um, I, and I just think it is. It's funnier and more human I, than any I, I comedy on fact, it. Man. And I love the fact that they've done a cross section. They've not just gone to the executives. They've done the, you know, the, the checkout staff and the and the uh, customers as well. I love this last episode with the the couple who were catering the whole wedding with with food from Iceland. And I thought it was really interesting what? seeing how they how they um, you know they branded how they made those weird combinations in the first place. And I loved the guy who made the adverts in the last episode. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you, if you haven't seen this, and Gary, I would really recommend you see this. Um, this is it was quite funny. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's the end of the reviews. Um, Are we no doing? Sp- there was a definitely no Stacey Solomon in the episodes. No, 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 no. They're, they're going up market now. That was the theme of this last one. They've done that episode uh, now with the Michael Bublé, haven't they? Um, are we doing any previews, guys? Uh, yes. Well, I think it's worth mentioning that, uh, bizarrely, 24 Hours in A&E, which mm. only finished about 10 weeks ago, yeah. that's back on Wednesday. For a shorter series. series. For a shorter uh, six-part sun- series. Su- can I mention Sunday night, 6.30, Yonderland, which I went to the screening of. Um, it, yep. Yeah, there you go. Um, there's an article on the website previewing it a bit more. I would just say it's a new sort of family sitcom from the makers of Horrible Histories. And anyone who liked, like, in their youth, Time Bandits or Labyrinth or even, like, Monty Python will really, really enjoy this. I would. It's I can't always... recommend this highly enough. It's also children in... Children in Need Night. Try saying that three times yeah, fast. Next Friday. On Friday at 7 30. Is that, is that Bruce want. or is that Terry? Terry. Terry. Right, just check. Terry. And there's Torval and Dean doing Strictly Come Dancing, I believe, is the big. Uh, and something with Harry Hill and Sunita. Oh. Yeah, and Catherine Tate. She's got clothes well. on this time. Mm. And that's uh, about it, isn't it? Borgen returns next Saturday. Uh, third yeah, week, week, week Saturday, yeah, week tomorrow. Yeah, week tomorrow. Really yeah, looking okay. forward to that. Last and, and something we haven't mentioned is Ripper Street as well, which I'm, I'm going to hand over to Luke for, for. Yes, there is an interview on the website now. Ripper Street Series 2 is on. It's been on now for two weeks. Writer and creator Richard Warlow was very kind enough to give me an interview uh, recently, which is now up in podcast form for you to listen to if you want to. Um, he was very honest about the criticism about the violence last series, that he thought Sunday nights was the wrong place for it. He's very pleased with Monday nights, and he was happy to leave the rip myth uh, alone in the second series and focus on the Elephant Man. And I'm, I'm guessing um, we'll be talking about that more when we've got a bit more time, Ripper Street. Yeah. Also, if you're into this sort of thing, uh, Jimmy McGovern, who we praise tremendously on the podcast... His daytime drama series, Moving On, which is already available on iPlayer. The fifth series of that starts across next Luke, week. Luke's favourite theme song. I hate the theme song for that. <laughs> Can't bear it. Um, also, kind of interested to see this uh, show about musicals on mm. Channel 4 on Tuesday. Yeah, the Sound of Musicals, and it starts yeah. with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, doesn't it? 
Yeah. Um, so that is it. The podcast is done for another week. We will endeavour to be back next week should illness stop yeah. us. As I said to you both, you are both soft southerners, and I think we should get some more northerners who don't get affected by all this blooming cold. I mean, I, I, I serve blooming Have you not had anything? No. And I serve pensioners all day at the Blooming Post Office, and I'm fine. So, yeah, North, fine northern air, that's what you need. As you learn uh, when Last Tango in Halifax is back, it's good. If yeah, you would but, like... You know, quality of life up there, come on. <laughs> yes, we've got it, thank you. I mean, you don't have to have electricity as candles, we, we, come on. Yeah, we're still in 1996, Diana hasn't died yet, come on. I... <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be awful. Still in charge up there. We're basically in my fat diary sort of time zone, aren't we? So up here. If you would like to contact uh, the one in the south, the one in the north, or the one in the middle, uh, you can do. I'm at Luke Custard TV. Uh, the one in the south is at the Gary Show. And uh, when I can get my uh, two tin cans and a piece <laughs> of uh, wire working, uh, I, I am on the Twitter at Matt's TV Bites. And you just call it the Twitter. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is, it, is it called Tinternet up there? Tinternet, yeah. Tinternet. Yeah. And, and twerking is what you go to do every day in the post office. <laughs> and that joke was borrowed from Bruce Forsyth on Strictly about three weeks ago. I think, it was, I think he borrowed it from many other people as well. I've seen that all over the internet. And, um, and Facebook group. Are we going to uh, wrap up with mentioning a very special anniversary? Well, hang on. The Facebook group is the, oh, yeah. is the facebook.com forward slash the custard TV. Go we, on, give us a like. You can just like weekend. it on the website, similar yeah. way to how uh, Rebecca Winch did. Fifty-four minutes. Not the the Rebecca, the Winch. Rebecca Winch. The the one who likes wine. Yeah. Yeah. And smiling. Okay. Okay. And now we are. Are we going to celebrate a special anniversary? Shall I, like, too, shall I get warmed up? Yeah. Uh, <coughs> five years ago to the day. <laughs> Um, a, a very special wedding occurred uh, where uh, one Jason Donovan as Scott Robinson married uh, Kylie Minogue playing uh, Charlene Mitchell I think no uh, yeah oh, Ramsey Mitchell yeah. Ramsey yeah. Hey, got a name bro no, no I think if you fa- I think you'll find that she was Mitchell because Madge's married name was Mitchell anyway and uh, the the uh, if you can picture uh, you know Paul looking towards Gale Mrs. Mangala eyeing up Harold Bishop. And this song was playing in the background. Suddenly you're seeing me Just the way I am Suddenly you're hearing me So I'm talking just as fast as I can To you Suddenly Every part of me I thought we were joining in with me. No, just me singing it then. (laughs) Needs to know every part of you. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.